Microsoft to acquire new odds communications and inflation report spooks the market and is applied materials a buy. This is the running with the money podcast. Let's get into it. And the markets are well read today. They're selling off, but the Dow Jones down 55 points, NASDAQ down 50 points, S&P 500 down just 0.81 points, practically flat. And the Rust 2K down nearly 10 points. All the while, the VIX moving higher, 0.22 points or 1.32%, but it's still under 17, so that is a plus. The VIX overall continues to trend to the downside. Now, what is going on in this market? We got a new all-time high on the S&P 500 briefly, and then it sold off. It peaked out. Um, and, you know, really what is occurring in this market is we've possibly hit a peak right now on um, the market today, at least struggle to make new all time highs. Maybe it's a bit of consolidation or maybe the market is spooked about this inflation report that is upcoming tomorrow at 830 a.m. We're going to get some inflation data. It's the March CPI release 830 a.m. tomorrow morning. You guys better be on it because if this data points towards higher inflation in the future and inflation revving up, then the market could be fearful here and you could see selling in tech and buying in the consumer cyclicals and buying in those names and these industrials and those other names that are friendly to inflation. So that's definitely something to pay attention to, something to know. Now, Microsoft acquires Nuance Communications. My, oh my, what a deal. $16 billion, $56 per share over there at Nuance Communications. And if you're wondering what Nuance does, they're an AI company, a leading AI company. And in essence, what they do is they transcribe speech um, mainly for doctor's office visits, voicemails, and consumer service calls. Now, that's not it. They're also into some other big business areas. They have a lot of AI technology, as I noted. And Microsoft said, and this is a quote directly pulled from CNBC's article on the deal. They said in its announcement, Microsoft said nuances technology will be used to augment Microsoft's cloud products for healthcare, which were launched last year. So overall, not too bad. When it comes to this Microsoft deal, it's another major Microsoft deal, and they're still in talks to acquire Discord. So overall, Microsoft on the acquisition front, management on the attack, trying to build this company even bigger and better. And that's what you like to see in a management company. Microsoft is a buy, and I believe it actually went down on this news originally, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Um, if we look at it today, yeah, flat up just six cents, but making a new all time high at 255. What a run after being flat down there in the 230s. My, oh my, I think Microsoft can move higher in the future. Now, we are going to talk about some of the bigger analyst calls, and then we're going to get into Bank of America's earnings season winners that that list was recently released. So I think you'll find those names exciting. So taking a look at the biggest analyst calls of the day, and we'll start from the bottom up. City named Honeywell a top idea. I love this. We talked about Honeywell briefly in the last episode. As you know, Honeywell is big time into the aerospace industry. In fact, 
fact, they are big, big time into the industry. Huge partners with Boeing. They do a lot of business with Boeing. And there is going to be a lot of demand over the next 10 years or so for aircrafts, especially out of China, because they are retiring around 8,600 aircrafts. That's over a trillion dollars in new aircrafts that China alone is going to need. And let's not even get into the U.S. where they're still continuing to take orders and make orders over there at Boeing for the new Max 8 and the Dreamliners. So definitely be paying attention to Honeywell. I think that stock is a winner. I think it continues to be a winner. And I think it will continue to be a winner for a very long time, making a 52-week high of the day. If this thing falls back just a few dollars, buy it. It is a winner. Now, I also want to talk about Loop Capital um, raising its price target on Home Depot to 350 from 310 If you take a look at Home Depot, this is another one of those names that has absolutely bounced back. Why? Because it's one of those names that moreover follows the economy. It's in that defensive space as well. So it's a physical, it's in that defensive space, and that's what people like about Home Depot. And people are have been inside, and they're going to continue to be inside. And as long as people are at home doing more things at home, they're going to be doing more upgrades to their home. And I don't think that's stopping. You know, summer is typically spring, summer, fall. Those are typically good times for Home Depot. A lot of people doing, you know, everything in the lawns. They're getting sprucing up the house again. But we have not seen a slowdown over at Home Depot. In fact, it's been an amazing year for Home Depot because everyone's been stuck inside doing upgrades to their home. Home Depot currently at 320. It's still a buy. I like Home Depot. Now, Evercore ISI downgraded Qualcomm to inline um, from Outperform. I disagree with this. I think Qualcomm is a buy. It's one of my holdings. Full disclaimer on that one. But I disagree with this note. Why do I disagree with this note? Well, everyone is freaked out about the semiconductors. Why the semiconductor shortage? You want to know why there's a semiconductor shortage? Well, first off, there was an investment issue, and a lot of the foundries did not invest enough money. And second off, they didn't invest enough because the demand for semiconductors right now is outrageous. The auto industry needs semiconductors. All the technology industries need semiconductors. Everyone needs semiconductors. In fact, semiconductors have, in essence, become a base for the American economy and semiconductors are a base for the world economy. So this is a huge business and as technology advances, as the world advances, semiconductors are going to be in insane demand. And in fact, if you look at the data, semiconductor demand is expected to only go up over the next five to 10 years because there's going to be so much demand um, for newer technology and those newer technologies are going to require a lot of semiconductor technology. And really what it comes down to is the digitization of everything, of daily life. And as long as daily life continues to be digitized, you're going to need semiconductors. Now, not only that, when it comes to Qualcomm, but they're big into the mobile space and the mobile space is only growing. I don't think people are going to stop using an iPhone. I don't think people are going to stop using their Samsung Galaxy or their Android, people aren't going to stop using a mobile device. Everyone has a mobile device. And in fact, kids are getting these things younger and younger. It's crazy. So everyone is getting mobile devices and Qualcomm is big into the mobile device space. So I disagree with their downgrade here. And let's not even mention the fact that Qualcomm currently is sitting down 11% on the three months. It has been not doing the best. So it is a buy here. This downgrade is off. It is a buy 
here, not a sell here. You'd be selling after a correction on this name. You should be buying it. As high as 164, it's currently at 137. Holy smokes, it's a buy in my opinion. Now, Morgan Stanley named Deere a tactically positive idea. I like John Deere. Go to runningwiththemoney.com. We just broke down John Deere. Go take a look. Um, actually, this company is quite impressive. They're one of those consumer cyclicals. They follow this economy, and as it moves higher, so does Deere. And you can see that in the charts. You know, the economy collapsed. Everything collapsed back in the COVID crash, and really, Deere wasn't that affected, but they were affected a little. And now, guess what? Deere is on its way back. It's continuing the upside. Their numbers are phenomenal. Management is getting their financials back in order. I like to see it. I think Deere is another solid name to take a look at. Raymond James upgraded Chipotle to outperform from market perform. Chipotle, an excellent, excellent name. It's another one of those names that's very, you know, difficult when it comes to what to do with it. I take a look at Chipotle and it's honestly, it's a fantastic name. Um, They've expanded. They brought in a lot of digital ordering technology throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, And that's one of the things I like most about it. But at the same time, uh, it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant chain. CMG is their ticker sign. Currently at a new 52-week high of $1,539. Trades at a price to earnings right around $123. The valuation isn't terrible there. But how much growth is truly here in Chipotle? I think there's plenty of growth over the next long-term future, 5 to 10 years. But in the short term, are we going to see dramatic growth? Are we going to see revenue growth of like 90, 100%? Heck no, it's definitely not a growth stock. It's definitely not one of those fintech technology names. It is, you know, it's a restaurant chain. It's a fast food joint. Um, And at the end of the day, it is a higher end fast food joint, uh, but it's extremely high quality. Now, Chipotle has two things going for it. Their business is phenomenal. It's one of the best organized food chain, um, I would say, in their industry, in the food beverage arena. It's one of the best run companies around. And let's not even mention the fact, um, you know, they have really changed the game when it comes to quality, ordering speed, timing. It's phenomenal. Um, It far outdoes a lot of its competitors. So if you're looking for a name in the restaurant space, well, Chipotle is the place to go. Also, our final analyst call of the day, Canaccord Genuity, um, upgrading Tesla to a buy from a hold. Tesla is a buy in my book. Tesla is the leader of the EV space. And, you know, don't argue when it comes to this EV space. Tesla's the leader. They're still the clear leader. The delivery numbers are phenomenal. Um, Tesla has the brand name. And really, we have not yet seen a GM or a Ford really compete strongly with Tesla yet at all. And many say their technology is behind. Now, Bank of America's earnings season winners were officially named. Bank of America releasing a note to investors. And, well, they gave us their top earnings season winners, names that they believe will outperform throughout earnings season. And they picked Amazon, Thermo Fisher, L Brands, Union Pacific, Activision, Allegiant Technologies, Twitter, Facebook, Holographic, um, and those are a lot of phenomenal names. Now, I'd like to touch on a few. Amazon is one of those names that is an absolute killer. It's a winner. And they are going to continue to win. Their earnings are phenomenal. Um, And at the end of the day, they are in the e-commerce space, which still has not penetrated the overall retail market too much. It's still under 20% penetration um, when it comes to e-commerce. So in the overall U.S. economy and overall retail sales, e-commerce is still a minute part of that. It's way under 20%. 
So at the end of the day, I firmly believe that e-commerce is going to continue to grow and only get bigger. And Amazon is going to be one of the main benefactors of this. Um, if we take a look at Amazon here, it's currently at 3,379. I said buy it anywhere over 3,200, under 3,200. Um, and I hope a lot of you took that advice. So currently, can you buy Amazon? Hell yeah, you can. It's sitting in you know, it's flat really. Um, and over the past eight months here, eight, nine months, it's been flat, hasn't done much. Um, if I take a look all the way down in July of last year, it was at 3,200 right now it's at 3,379. It hide out at 3,531. So overall, definitely still a buy in my book. If this thing breaks through its previous high and continues to trend to the upside, you could see a lot of green, possibly a, you know, 3,700, 3,800 range, but you really never know, but there's plenty of room to the upside still to its all-time high of 3,531, and I think it can do it, especially with a good push from fantastic earnings numbers. Also, let's talk about Activision, Facebook, and Twitter. Activision is one of those video game names. The video game industry is going nowhere. It's huge, and it's only going to continue to grow. I think Activision is a phenomenal one. If you're looking for a name in the video game space that's, you know, phenomenal names, I would immediately go to or take a look at um, Activision and Take-Two, both of those phenomenal companies. And then Facebook and Twitter, two social media giants, um, both phenomenal names. Facebook, all-time highing recently. Twitter, not so much. Maybe your opportunity is Twitter right now. I do believe, yeah, that name's still way off its highs of 77 bucks a share, currently at 70. Um, I take a look at Facebook here, and it's currently sitting, you know, at 311, way up near its all-time high. So overall, the social media giants, Facebook, Twitter, solid, solid names. They're only going to continue to grow as the population of the world grows bigger, obviously, and that's just a general assumption. Both Facebook and Twitter managed quite well. And when it comes to the governments, um, you know, breaking up the social media giants or regulating the social media giants, that's all bull crap. We have seen, you know, they've done this for years and years now. It's all talk, no action. Nothing ever happens. And I don't think anything will, frankly, because our government hardly does anything. Um, so when it comes to the social media giants, I think they're perfectly fine and will continue to grow. Now let's talk about applied materials. When it comes to applied materials, it's one of those very strong semiconductor names that's been doing an excellent job. Applied materials, ticker sign AMAT is a major semiconductor company that engineers some of the most complex process technologies used throughout the technology industry. According to applied materials, the company enables customers to create larger capacity, more efficient and higher resolution technologies. Now, Sifting through applied material stock price, ticker sign AMAT, um, you can clearly see 66.8% according to Trefus data of the stock price is based on their silicon wafer fab equipment segment. Now, furthermore, 25.6% is based on the applied global material segment, 5.2% is on the display segment, and 0.1% is on the energy and environmental solutions segment. And rounding out all of that information, 2.4% of the stock price is based on their cash and or net of debt. Now, recently applied material stock has been moving steadily to the upside. It's been doing very well. In fact, moving over 38% to the upside in just the last three months. So phenomenal numbers there when it comes to performance. And this is leading investors to wonder, you know, this stock just fell off all-time highs of 143. Is it still a buy? Well, we're going to dig into it and talk about whether it's a buy and why. So if we dig in to the numbers, the analysts, well, you know, they underestimated the earnings power 
of a mat here. Applied materials beat Q1 2021 expectations with an EPS of $1.39, and that's better than the analyst EPS consensus estimate of $1.28. Now, on a year-over-year basis, EPS improved 41.84%. Now, revenues also improved significantly, jumping 24% year-over-year to a strong $5.162 billion. On a quarter-over-quarter basis, revenues increased by 10%. Now, if we break up revenues and we talk segment by segment, the semiconductor system segment saw 26% growth year over year. The applied global services segment saw 16% growth year over year. And the display and adjacent markets segment saw 24% growth year over year over year. Now, when it comes to margins, gross margin increased by 45.9%, and that is way higher than the 44.9% we just saw 100 basis points ago. And on a quarter over quarter basis, it's a 20 basis points increase as well. Now, operating income was solid, um, jumping to four, will buy $428 million year over year to a strong $1.496 billion. That's right. Operating income up 428 million bucks year over year. Now, on a quarter over quarter basis, operating income increased by $171 million. Now, if we shift into cash flows, operating cash flow jumped significantly as well to $1.421 billion, and that is roughly a $434 million increase in operating cash flow year over year. Now, rounding out Q1, free cash flow increased significantly to a strong $1.3 billion, and that is up $415 million year over year. So solid numbers coming out of applied materials. Now, looking ahead to Q2 2021, management is setting the bar high, expecting revenues to total five. $1.39 billion, give or take 200 million bucks. Um, and then management is also expecting a gross margin of 47%. So that's a significant jump. And on top of that, a non-GAAP EPS to land around $1.50, which that's give or take six cents. So overall, solid stuff coming out of applied materials when it comes to earnings. Now shifting into their balance sheet, it's not bad. Total debt, $5.4 billion. Total liabilities, $11.8 billion. Total assets, $23 billion. And cash short-term investments, $6.623 billion. So I like those numbers there, solid numbers. Uh, now, when it comes to valuation, we have to talk about valuation, um, and it is trading at a premium. It's trading at a price to earnings right around 33 times, a, price, a forward price to earnings of 20 times, a price to sales of seven times, and a price to cash flow of 27.96 times. But that is not bad compared to a few competitors. If we take a look at the overall market here, and especially the semiconductor names, a lot of you know names are trading at inflated premiums, and AMAT here... Um, Applied Materials is not trading at nearly as high of a premium as other names. Now, management, they've been quite effective with a return on equity of 38.32%, return on assets of 17.91%, and return on invested capital of 22.69%. Now, bringing all the numbers together, what are the analysts thinking? Well, they're bullish. They have a high price target of $195 per share. They have a mean price target of $153 per share, and they have a low price target of $113 per share. Overall, um, at the mean, you're making 13.26% on your money from this current price point, so really not bad at all. Now, the big money is quite bullish, and when I say that about the analyst, well, almost never are analysts right. That is just really a sentiment gauge, so I see that analysts, they're bullish, so I can assume somewhat that overall sentiment on applied materials is quite good amongst the analyst, and that's a net positive. Now, the big money, they're quite involved. 80.67% of applied materials is owned by institutions top holders include the Vanguard Group, BlackRock Institutional Trust, and T. Rowe Price Associates. Now, if you want the technical breakdown of applied materials, go to runningwiththemoney.com under the analysis tab, click 
the applied materials analysis and scroll down through the entire analysis and you will get well, a technical breakdown as well. So go check that out. Now, in short, Applied Materials AMAT is a strong semiconductor company with a solid management team, expanding revenues, and an industry that is just getting started. The demand in the semiconductor industry is just getting started and it's only going to grow. Now, before we end the show, we have to round out with the watch list. What am I watching on the week? What names am I looking to add to, buy, and what should you be looking at? Well, I take a look at the few-day performance. Let's take a look at the one-week performance, and what do I see? Well, I see energy struggling. I see real estate pretty much flat. I see the financials are mixed, but I see FANG up. I see all of the FANG names moving higher, but I'm also seeing some of the recovery names fall back, and that is my entrance. Boeing and Disney both down over the past of the court past week. Um, and I think both of those are buys. Disney and Boeing both buys. I hold them both. Taiwan Semi down 1.6%. On what? Taiwan Semi is a remarkable company. They do a ton of business in the semiconductor area. In fact, a huge majority of it. Um, so definitely Taiwan Semi is one to check out. I also see tech and software bouncing big time. I think Salesforce is still a buy, even though it's come back a little. I take a look at the financial space and they're mostly flat. If you want to pick up a bank, I don't think to, right now is a bad time to pick up bank. Um, as I have noted, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and Goldman Sachs are my favorite banks um, to check out, and Wells Fargo is the underdog out of those names. Now, when it comes to fintech, Square, PayPal, MasterCard, Visa, all the fintech players aren't doing too badly, rebounding strongly, but look for those opportunities. Healthcare flat as well, biotech flat, Um, if well, red now. Um, So overall, there are a lot of deals out there and a lot of names that are going to all-time highs. Remember to trim back those big unrealized gains um, and raise some cash for the next sell-off. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Running With The Money podcast. I will be back here to talk the market news, everything going on with the market and what you should be buying and selling on Wednesday. And until then, eat, sleep, profit, trade on, and I'll see you then. 